We welcome Jeff Passan in. And looking still for the full prorated salary. And I feel like that's a really important thing to emphasize right now, Scott, because the more conversations I've had with players over the last week or so, the more I've come to understand that the full prorated salary is not the most important thing for them. It is more or less the only thing for them at this point. And I understand, listen, there are other issues. There's health and safety and, you know, they have expanded playoffs that they can give to Major League Baseball as a carrot. But in the end, the players say no matter how long the season is, we want our full pro rata. Will they get it? Yeah, I think they're going to get it. I just don't know if it's going to be over 70 or 72 games or over 48 games. And that's the big question at this point. Even though we're in the deal zone, are the owners going to recognize that the players are not bluffing on this? And listen, there's always the possibility that I am getting played just like everybody else out there, that they have, have uh, coalesced around this idea in order to get leverage and in order to try and get the, the clubs to bring their offer up that much more. But I've spoken with a number of players who I'm going to call moderates. These are players who don't necessarily believe in the idea of holding out for the pro full prorated salary. And they have said to a man that they believe that this is a position that they, uh, one person called it a hill that they will die on. And if they die on that hill at 48 games, that means we're gonna have a 48 game season is implemented by Major League Baseball. There's going to be a grievance by the Players Association for the league not playing its fullest season. And all of the labor animus that we've seen is only going to continue, not just in this offseason, Scott, but going forward when the collective bargaining agreement expires in 2021, the possibility of a lockout or a strike in 2020. Like, it gets really, really ugly, even uglier than it's been already, if we don't get a deal done at some point here and they come to that place in the middle and figure out a number of games that's not 48. D and Davis, the show. Uh, we are back. This is, of course, our last segment. We definitely appreciate you for taking a little bit of time with us. It's transition out of uh, off the top, going to uh, one of our topics that we wanted to discuss. The return of the M MLB and the NBA. So more so kind of the MLB. Ken, you was breaking down some of the numbers. And some of yeah, the, fact, so, like the, the number of how many games we're going to have. What we're well, it wasn't that. See. It wasn't that. Now, Ryan, you can correct me. Uh, are they going to have 75, 85 games? Uh, the latest proposal that was rejected was for 76. Okay. Okay. So this was the real question. We talked about this in the past, which I did get an answer today. Because my question was, are they going to get the prorated amount or is this you're cutting pro rated? That? Yeah, that's what I was getting to. So oh. they're going to get 75% fine. They're going to get 75% of their prorated salaries. And what we mean by prorated is, all right, so they're not going to get 162 games. Mm -hmm. So you're going to cut back. So whatever their salary is per game, and, and let's just say for the 76 games right now, was you say 86, Ryan. Did you say 86 or 76? 76. 76. 76. So for those 76 games, they're going to get 75% of what their salary will be per game uh, when they come back. All right, so that's what is uh, taking place right now with the MLB. Um, I think one thing, like I thought I said sports is going to come back. I, because financially, D, and I'm not even dissing you when you said you didn't because it doesn't need to come back. Um, it's just, it's no reason. It's endanger. a game. No reason. It's endanger. money, but it's a game. There's no need to endanger people. Um, I'll say this much too. 
I know that, that, that in the future, I'll tell you why I'm wrong. In the future, it'll be beneficial to play these games because it keeps these leagues viable. And therefore, the people that work in these arenas and with these teams, mm-hmm. it still keeps their jobs moving forward. Now. Yes, yes. So I'm wrong. And comes, go ahead. it might help with social distancing. Just the fact people yeah, maybe right, just right. stay at home because and people. Watching sports. Oh, great, that's a good. That's a good point. point. No, that's what they've always they've always brought that up. And good great information, Ryan. Um, but when we talk about risking these players, um, and some of them may not care, but some of them do care. And just like we heard with some of the NFL players, I mean NBA players are worried about that if they come back, will that distraction take away from the movement that's taking place right now? Like yes. That's, that's some of the discussions that NBA players are having. That mm-hmm. if because you're not going to get a BT, oh, it's going to be a smoke screen. You're not going to get BT ESPN uh, after that. You know, mm-hmm. ESPN is black as hell right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Also, and I, I, I think I need to write an article. I love how ESPN went from NFL draft, Last Dance, and then, and I want to say lucked into because George Floyd had to pass, but then with Uber Black, right? <laughs> And, and I got I got that's two articles. I got another one. I'm not going to reveal that one because I don't want anybody to steal it from me. Okay, go ahead. ESPN has something they need to look in. They need to look inside too because they've done some f stuff also mm-hmm. with this or whatever. But it's just funny that you can sit there and turn on ESPN now and it's just black as fuck, right? Like it's just like whoa. You guys <laughs> three years, three and a half years ago was afraid of Trump, and now Drew Brees is popping shots off at him like. <laughs> 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 you know, and I'm, and it's funny because when the pendulum goes so crazy out of sync that it was like this is the, the pendulum was going to swing back. You know what I'm saying? And then the, the fact that dumbass, I don't even care. I'm not even going to act like I'm being in the middle. Dumbass can't even take his head from him. You know what? To just act like he had empathy, just a little bit. Forget it. I'm gonna just try. I'm a fake. As as it matters when it matters said, and this is D. Davis to flip. This is the show. When Maddox was like, he don't even pretend. <laughs> they shouldn't have to pretend one. He said he doesn't even pretend. Right? My first question was, who was the guys that was pretending? Can you tell me those guys? <laughs> like, like, that, was my, that was my first thought. Like, let line those cats up too or whatever. Um, but still, all, all getting back, it's just, again, um, I mean, dude, we're at a, we're at a crazy-ass time. Dude, I've said that we've been locked in the house for three months. Michael Jordan has flamed everybody in his path. I lost one of the closest people in my life. Mm-hmm. It's been a weird ass. It's been a wild year. And man. I'm sorry, earlier than that, Kobe Bryant died with his daughter and seven other people. It's been a wild year. It's been a wild year to say the least. And we're halfway it, through it. I was about to say, we're not even at the. <laughs> well, we are. We're six yeah, we're at the six months. Yeah. months. But it's just like, it's been a wild year. Um, and but I'll my last thing, but a credit, I'll say this much a credit to the people that are listening, um, and making a change and realizing enough is enough. Um, that's what I, I do want to say that at least. You guys definitely go ahead. All right. Uh, as far as it, like, I'm interested to see what proposal if they're going back to the baseball and uh, we think it's going to be a uh, season. Now, this is uh, wait, D, real oh, quick. Ahead. Yeah, yeah, go for it. The belief is that Rob Manfred, who in their first agreement with the salary cutting, I believe, mm-hmm. one of the agreements that they had gave him an emergency power to implement a 48 game season without anybody's agreement. I heard about and that, and that's the likely route that 
people feel will happen once this is rejected and they don't come to any kind of compromise. Now, 48, a 48-game season uh, of baseball. Now, you know what? I won't be that opposed to it because I won't be. Anybody there. can win. Well, that too, but I won't be there. And it's going to be enough. It's going to be few enough games where you don't have to have these empty ass stadiums of, you know what I'm saying? Being viewed as kind of like we got mannequins and blow up dolls and stuff like that is, as the, uh, as a whole, I mean, as the fans watching the game. So that's one thing you can kind of cut back on the visual of that, right? To Ryan's point, anybody could win and then 48 games, somebody get hot. Boom. I don't know the Cincinnati Reds or White Sox. or I don't care who it is. The New York Mets, they're going to mess around winning the world series. It's very possible. But since this is just a, um, a proposal, the, it's going back to like uh, 76 games, right? Um, I'd be interested to see what the players, you know, saying what they do. Because you still going to have some players that's going to be like, I don't want to take the risk. What if Mike Trout? What if uh, Mookie, Mookie Betts? What if, name your favorite baseball player, come out and say like, listen, man, I don't want to take the risk. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying, we don't have a vaccine. My family lives with me or I just don't want to take the risk. I don't want to play. They already cut a bunch of minor league players. So I know people want to play, but you also got to kind of weigh that in. That's why I kept saying, like, dude, do you have to force it down everybody's throat? I don't think so. I feel bad for the for – the, I feel bad for the, the hot dog guys and the beer guys and the beer women out there, the concession people who work concessions at these baseball stadiums. I feel bad for them, but them billionaires can damn sure pay them, though, too. They can still give them their money for the season. That can't happen. And if you just got to wash your hands of it, my God, we live through a global pandemic. They canceled for wars. This is a global pandemic that we have no understanding of how the virus, we have some understanding of how the virus kind of works. Limited. Limited, right. And it could pop back up. As we said before the top of the show, it's probably going to come back. So there's just too many questions for me. Real quick. Yeah. What if all the other leagues come back? Is it, de- is it not detrimental to hey, not man, come back? As, you, as your mama said, your friend jump off the bridge. You going to jump off too? <laughs> man, think. You got to think. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. You have but to. But baseball think. might go off a bridge if they don't play this year. Nah, man, they'd be fine. Listen, I, I understand. Baseball is my favorite sport, right? I grew up playing it. My family grew up playing it. That's what I grew up seeing more than any other sport uh, out there is baseball. Boy, I hope the baseball is listening. First fan under 50. Uh, but you know what? <laughs> <laughs> I'm a huge fan of it. We already talked about this in previous shows. Is the gate going down? Yeah. but they Seven was, years in a row. Yeah, the gate is going down. But that TV revenue, they getting their money off of that? It's not the NFL. It's not the NBA. I understand that. And nobody's going to be right now. But you have to understand, you got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, I need to fix th- these things before I put myself back out there. I don't think they figured that out. So why force something down everybody's throat that you know you ain't ready? Fix yourself first. Well, you fix yourself first. But don't you think also, too, that this is the best sport for COVID compared why? to the others? Why? Because there's a lot more social distancing already involved in baseball. But you're not ready yet. It's like, man, I'm fine as hell. I'm going to go out here in these streets. I'm going to give me somebody. But you ain't right with yourself inside. You ain't good. So if you're not good internally, why put yourself out there? It's all I'm, t- it's all I'm trying to say. They got to make money. 
Amen. Listen. They got to make money. They're, they're sitting there. The bottom line dictates what has to take place. We've, um, we've seen we've seen leagues not have seasons. We just saw baseball's last season. No, no. But, uh, guess what? They need a steroids to bring them back. Yeah. Listen, it's going to be steroid saying. part. <laughs> <laughs> steroids part, yeah. Steroids part, yeah. They needed steroids. <laughs> they needed roids. I mean, and think about this. This is when we didn't really have all the distractions that we have today. No, it was still America's pastime. And also, this is how Michael Jordan jumped the NBA over the MLB. Because definitely Magic and Bird started it. But Jordan leaped it over that. And part of it was because baseball, it was going to happen, but baseball had strike, took a strike. Mm-hmm. People were upset. People usually go against employees. They're mad at players instead of being mad at Right? Even though it's your job, you want us to be mad at the owner. Right. It's your gig when you have an issue, which also goes to racism um, and envy and jealousness. Yeah, that's what I would uh, say with that. No, it's also racism. It's no, no, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not denying that either. I'm not denying that either. Racism, I just, it's, always, I, it's always that you should be happy. You should be happy you here to get you that. You got that. Yeah. It's like, yeah. Nah, not, not then you worked your ass off to get to that point. Exa- exactly. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just don't, I just don't, I just don't, if they haven't come to it's an their agreement. Time, yet, though, it's their, it's their but they haven't come to any kind of but, agreement. And it was, hey, listen, to me, how about this? What's mm-hmm. the odds of the player saying no to this? You think yeah. Manford is going to go, go pull a, uh, the fake switch with the no, 48 no, I'll game? tell you this. If he, does, if he does that, there will be a lot more players who do not participate than there will be if he makes any contritions to what the players are asking. For well, the owners, him, not and just the owners. Him, owners, him, and, right. him and the owners. Right. But there will be a lot more players that are like, you know what? I'm, Bump it. I'm good. But also, this also goes to the cantankerous relationship between the MLB's union and mm-hmm. the owners. Mm-hmm. To why? Because we came out initially, they had a deal, then the owners backtracked, right? Mm-hmm. And that's kind of where the players... They poison the well. And they, of course, yeah. right? And you can look at with, for instance, like the NBA, where you don't have the same situation. They're 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 working in sync to try to make mm-hmm. this work as more of a tandem. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? So you get that. And you can even say with the NFL, because we haven't heard leaks about how NFL players necessarily just upset and stuff. This has more to do with the strength of the players' union and the owners in the MLB and their relationship, mm-hmm. but still for the product and what we're going through, and this is their season. I mean, think about it. They got a league right now, like, and they openly say it, we should be start playing during their season, right? Another yeah. league is like, you know what we need to do? We don't want to play against that football. We yeah. start playing against – I've seen Jalen Rose talk about going to August, like – Let's go into – I'm like, dude, listen, I enjoy being outside watching my baseball, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> I'll be – listen, the worst part is you – I know the, the, the owners in, uh, uh, are like, damn, we got to turn that AC on now? If you start <laughs> playing in the summertime? And the heat was enough, right? But, like, you have people openly saying, you're vulnerable. Why don't we play during your season, Sad. right? Yeah, I mean, that's how – That's what it is when you want – you don't like bat flips. And if you get the generalization that I'm saying, you don't like change, and a bat flip is just – it's too much. It's a bat flip. It's too much. Ryan, what do you think? Uh, I think another problem that baseball has to consider is they were headed for a potential lockdown after next season when the collective bargaining goes up. And I think uh, both sides are going to be heavily entrenched to uh, hurt the other. I, I don't know. I think there's a lot of bad blood in baseball. And oh, yeah. They, uh, if they don't play the season, I, I think that's really bad for their future. 
I don't think there was going to be a lockdown. Let me not saying that there won't be lockout. Now. Uh, yeah, lockout because they because there started, is a lockdown, Ken. Yeah, <laughs> they started. They started because it was funny with uh, a friend of the show. I know uh, going back and forth back in the days a year or two ago with uh, Shakia Taylor, uh, Curly Fro. And she used to be like, well, you know, what if the players decide to strike? And, it was, and I was saying then, like, they're paying them. Like, if you didn't, like, remember the thing was they weren't paying players two years ago. Then last year, not this offseason, last year is when they paid uh, Bryce Harper. Garrett Cole. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, when, so that, that was this year with Garrett Cole. Yeah. But when they started giving out those crazy contracts last season, it was to cut, cut them off before the chase as far as we're not paying y'all. It's like, no, no, because remember, it was like the owners are holding all the money back. Yeah, yeah. So they, it was collusion, they, it seems like. It, it, that's what their people was, mm-hmm. were saying. Mm-hmm. But what the owners did was if we pay the big-time guys, it, 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 it lessens the argument, right? So let's – because if you got the big-time guys talking about striking, that's when you really – go back to, like, the, the NBA when David Falk was talking about breaking up the union and how people was like, you, Patrick Ewing, and, and Michael Jordan's uh, uh, um, mm-hmm. agent and all that. If you got the big-time guys in tow, it's easier to get the lesser guys to fall under them. Right. So last offseason and then this offseason, like you said, with the Garrett Cole deal and so on and so forth, they've been paying these guys off to cut them off from wanting to go on strike. These guys are getting paid. They're not going to want to go on strike. So now you got to get the players who can't afford to take time off to actually want to strike because they're not getting paid. So check, I'm not getting check, that. Check the check. Let me so check again, the check. I'm not, de- I'm not denying that there may be a strike now because of this taking place, but I don't think they were going to end up doing a strike because they started shelling out that money real fast these last two off seasons. I just, yeah. I just hope it doesn't linger over too. Like I said, let's, let's say that there is no, um, there is no uh, season this year. It lingers into next season, you know, depending on what's happening in the world, obviously. But I hope it doesn't linger over and linger over and linger over, you know, because you said, well, how many more years until the contract is up, the, the CBA? One I season. believe at the end of the 2021 season. Yes, one there season. You go. One season left. But listen, you know, the thing is, there's no money. Because it's like going with the NBA. Like the NBA is based off of the last year, the last year's revenue with what the salary cap's going to be. So think about teams right now that was like, we got all this salary cap money. No, you don't. Mm. Because the salary cap is going to shrink. Yeah. Right? So actually, I was just going here locally. A team like the Bulls that's going to have money the year after or even a team that has money a year after that is probably better because the cap is going to expand again. But these teams that were gearing up now, what you going to do? Because the cap's going to – like if you're over – like I think what the, um, the 76 is at like 148. Like, they're in it right now, and the cap's going to shrink. So it's like you're going to pay the extras or you're going to start sending some of those guys off. off. Mm-hmm. So you, then you got to look at other leagues with the same similar situation, uh, and that's where it can kind of hurt moving forward because all these teams' salary caps is going to be lower next season. The NFL, I don't know what the NFL is going to do since they already came out prior to this with what the salary cap was going to be. So I don't know how that works. But when you're talking about sports that haven't been in effect, like the MLB, in their seasons, yeah, in out. their seasons or whatever, or because I mean they had to draft, <laughs> NFL had to draft because they college football had already taken. We've seen all of college football, yeah, yeah, right. So it was like, all right, we can do like the MLB. There was no uh, March Madness. So when it comes to scouting and stuff with the NBA, as far as seeing these players, 
they didn't see them at that. Like March Madness makes it different. You're like, oh, shorty is different, right? Mm-hmm. So you 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 haven't you didn't get that opportunity to see that. And what is it today or tomorrow? I think it's tonight where the MLB draft is taking place. Um, Wednesday night. Thank you. Uh, tomorrow that the, the MLB's draft is taking place, but just still, it'll be interesting in seeing how these leagues operate with uh, 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 less money in their talent pool or that they would spend on their talent pool, depending on how the economy is going to be moving forward. Yeah. I mean, it, the NFL is so lucky, you know, saying, but how, when all this took place because the season was up, they're fine. College football was up. It just really took out a lot of their competitive. Although I don't even want to say anybody's really their competitor at least here in America. Um, but it, the timing with it was, was perfect. And they're probably going to be able to ride this until the, the start of the season because I don't know if you all heard anything, but it, doesn't seem, it seems like their season is going to start without a without a. No, they've, uh, they've announced six weeks to training camp, still yeah. on schedule. Regular we haven't heard anything about fans schedule. yet? We heard anything about fans? The NFL allegedly is trying to figure out a way to get fans in there. Yeah, I'll do that. I mean, it's, I'm it's all right. Like, it's, a, it's a TV I'm screen already, anyway, so I don't know. I'm, but that's me. I'm already like, forget it. I mean, the COVID's there. I got to be out now in the streets. It's like it is what it is. I'm still masked up, gloved up, mm-hmm. uh, taking care of everything. But I think it would. I think also it's partially why you see some of these protests because people just want to be outside. I'm not saying it in a dispersing manner, mm-hmm. but people have been cooped up for so long. When you give them a valid reason to defy what you've been saying. And as it was believed to be, quote, unquote, a just cause, it allows people like, forget it, I'm going outside. And I mean, because people are just tired of being cooped up, man. It's just, yeah. it is what it is. D and Davis, the show, uh, we had a little bit more information about what's going on moving forward with MLBD. Yeah, this, uh, the tweet uh, from Jeff Passan uh, not too long ago, a few minutes ago, uh, it states the MLBPA, the Play Association, is making a proposal to MLB for a season of around 90, oh, I'm sorry, uh, see, around 89 games. Actually, he clarified, he said it is 89 games with a full prorated share of salary and expanded playoffs. Sources familiar with the situation told ESPN it will bring the sides closer to a potential deal and is 25 games under the last union offer. Hmm. So yeah, it was like one fourteen or one sixteen. Yeah. The last one, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they they coming back. They shout out another proposal, and we'll see um, if it's ninety games, ninety nine games. Oh, you know what's going to happen? Owners going to say, "Nope." This should be done behind the scenes, man. Like the fact that they're doing this in the public is shame on you, MLB. With how but that was guys. the owner's fault. That's not, no, I'm not dissing it. Like, first. But that's the point I'm trying to say. It's you not view, viewing your players as being partners in what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, and they're the people that are taking – and financially, yeah, there's some risk, but owners are going to be fine. They're billionaires. Like, they're taking the physical risk of being out during a pandemic. Also, perhaps hurting themselves if they catch it or because of a shortened season being hurt and not being able to go out and get their future earnings that they are projected. So it's not right. I mean, it's not it's not right that owners are being as selfish uh, like that. And I'm mean, not saying that owners don't have to worry about their financial well-being, but it, and then it's the thing, too. So owners are going to be the people that come out and be like, you guys should come out because it's good for the people, just like uh, Prisker was talking about. It's good, like Ryan alluded to. It keeps people at home when they're watching this stuff. They're going to come out and use that, but you weren't willing to sacrifice more to get it done when you're going to be sitting at home in the first place. Right. You're not going to be where these players are at. Yeah, you'll be out there running around, probably catch the Rona. Or in whatever bubble mm. that you put them into. 
Yeah. He's not going to be there for the most part. You think Jerry Ryan's going to be traveling with the team? I'm going to hit with y'all. Hell no. Being around a batting cage? You're not going to be there. But yet, you want them to take on so much more and physically, mortally, there's a risk with what they're doing. So, why are people behind that? Like, like, just think about that. Like, that's the world we live in, where owners can sit there and do this, but these people, listen, there could be MLB players. It may not be a lot, but several at least MLB players that can die because of having preconditioned preconditioned conditions. I appreciate it, Ryan. That could perhaps pass, and you're not taking that risk, but you're like, you got to pay for this, buddy. Like, dude, and if yeah. people don't see that and don't think that that's not right, you just, you're on some uh, BS. Yeah, we live in a selfish world sometimes, Ken. All right. Here's one thing I want to get to. Um, and this was the title of my little paragraph. It's top trying to, stop trying to rescue people like Drew Brees and Dabo Sweeney. Let me ask, um, let me ask you guys to react to Drew Brees. Drew, Drew's original statement I thought was insensitive. Uh, It was very insensitive, especially during this time. But I thought the negative reaction from every talking head on television and some of his teammates was overkill. I've never heard a bad word about Drew Brees in my life. He made a mistake. But we've gotten to the point in society where everybody on social media thinks they are God, judge, and jury. Drew Brees made a mistake. And I agree with you, Chuck. I know Drew Brees. He's not a racist. You know, he said what he said. The timing was terrible. He made a mistake. But I was on the call today when he apologized to his friends. And my, my good friend, I was from my hometown, Newark, New Jersey, Malcolm Jenkins, was the first one that said, brother, I accept your apology. So, you know, Drew character, Drew Brees does a lot in the city of New Orleans. Look, he made a mistake. The timing was bad. I am old enough to be able to sit back and listen and understand that your point of view is your point of view. And my point of view is my point of view. As long as we respect each other as men and women, we can move on. All right. From Charles Barkley and a tad bit of Shaquille O'Neal. Mm-hmm. Stop saying that these people just made a mistake. Mistakes don't lend to the gravity of the moment. After Breeze apologized, especially the second time, it's fine to forgive him. I did. Um, The focus isn't on dragging him, but why didn't anyone listen or desire to be inconvenienced when Cap peacefully protests? Getting back to what I mentioned about the Styles and Roman and Windy City Live thing at the beginning of the show. Add to that that Drew Breeze and Dabo went, uh, went at the protests. Stop caping. It's not time to be caping for them. All right, that's not what's important. So what I'm talking about was on uh, in TNT uh, put out something with the host of uh, TNT. When you have uh, Ernie, Charles Barkley, uh, Kenny Johnson, Shaquille O'Neal inside the NBA. Thank you, D. Like and it was predominantly uh, Shaq, from what I saw, the clip that was on ESPN. Uh, but really, Charles Barkley went in on just you shouldn't be like that to Drew Brees and all this and all that. And it's like, and I love Charles Barkley, but and if Ryan, you wasn't here, and it's not saying it'll be right, I would say N-word stop, to be honest with you. Um, stop it, all right? Stop trying to humanize Drew Brees. We, most of us like Drew Brees. Like, we, yeah. like you don't need That's to That's why I hurt so bad, man. The savior of Katrina. 
Right. But mm-hmm. but see, but that's why we look we st- that's why we would allow Drew Brees back into our house. All right. And also, I, let me say this, and I don't I don't want to seem contrite. Don't confuse the fact that Drew Brees' financial future when it comes to that NBC contract that he has moving forward, that was on the line. All right. Cause you Heck wasn't yeah. gonna be able you wasn't gonna be able to pull him out on Sunday nights and we like, uh-uh, bump dude, right? Right. You wasn't and he he knew when it comes like his sponsorships, do you think it's not going to be easy for his sponsors to pull out Drew Brees and we like he he doesn't rock with us, especially when we're getting back to what we said earlier, the winds were changing as far as America and how they felt. I'm not saying the majority, but enough people to where it can financially hurt you if you're on the opposite side of what's going on right now. All right, but again, I believe Drew Brees. I I, I do, but I'm not going to sit here and go into how great of a person he is. Because Drew Brees and, and Dabo Sweeney were there telling Cap not to kneel, and Dabo Sweeney told his whole team, which are college students, which at college, you're supposed to be able to open up your mind and expand, particularly when it comes to protests and change. That, so this also goes to the back of student, the BS of student athletes. So that, how are they student athletes, but they can't even protest, right? And you would, you, would, you would change their financial freedom by kicking them off of your team feeling that their people have been trampled upon. He needs to be now he needs to be drugged when I talk about Dabo Swinney. Because he still hasn't come to the carpet and said, I was wrong with what I said. No you never heard Colin Kaepernick say, I hate the military. First right. of all, and we didn't grow up in a period, and I'm saying that it it, it, it it makes it easier for the military. Excuse me. We didn't grow up in a period here in Chicago like during the uh, the Democratic rally in the 60s where we had the cops and then after Martin Luther King died and you had military coming into, we didn't grow up in that period. So we don't have some dislike. We still go off of our family members in the military. There may be things and activities the military do in other nations. Uh, and that's not by them. It's by what the government dictates that we don't necessarily, and they, they follow the orders that we don't care for. But nobody's like F the military. So stop with this preposterous notion that that's what was actually taking place. You're sticking your head to the sand because you don't want to F and listen. All right? And you need to come to the carpet and say, you know what? In particularly on this subject, I was wrong. Because in America, the military does this so that people can do this, let alone college students can do this. And I was wrong when they don't even get paid. They're not, e- they're not even working. All right. As far as me being their employee and they're having certain rights through either a union or just by, you know, common business sense and HR to what should actually happen. They don't even have that right. And you're sitting there tell them that so, so a young player's brother could have been strangled, killed or something to the cops. And you told him you bet not object to this whatsoever. That's what you said to that young man. All right. Mm-hmm. You like you can go out there and risk breaking your effing neck, but you bet not say something about injustice in this country. That needs to be that needs to be pulled to the forefront because that's bullshit. And that's what I'm really tired of with this. And I don't care. And listen, I don't think Dabble Sweeney's a bad human being, but just because you love God doesn't mean you won't fuck shit too. All right, it's a lot of people that love God that do a lot of things that's not necessarily right. And they may do things that are worse than Dabble Sweeney, but when Dabble Sweeney takes someone's freedom to actually protest away from them or to lose their right to make money. These players are trying to make it to the NFL. They're living. Yeah, all right. That's what he's, or not even they're living as far as make it to the NFL, their right to graduate and actually go on into another field. When he's doing that, that's unjust. He should have been brought to the carpet. I've never cared for him after that. 
I know he will probably be the coach of my favorite school, Alabama, and I will not be a fan after it takes place for the most part. I told D, hold me to it, all right? And I will drift back because winning is something special. All right? I'm a human being. I'm a human being. Roll tide. Roll tide. Oh, this is something else. Uh, well, Charles- so, oh, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Let, me finish, let me finish. Yeah, go ahead. But then when Charles Barkley is sitting there telling us, you know, Drew Brees doesn't deserve this, mm-hmm. it's not time for you to say that. Let Drew Brees knows he deserves what he's getting and he's working himself out of it. Stop caping because you're acting like this was one thing that Drew Brees did. No, this was a mentality that Drew Brees had that he is growing from or learning a different way to necessarily process things. Mm-hmm. So we can sit there and say, you were wrong for this. And if we hold him to it, it's easy to hold other people with the same thing. If every time you're coming out like, don't treat them like that. They didn't care when people were dying. And I don't mean that they didn't care because they knew. They were ignorant to what was taking place, all right? So I'm not saying that they cognitively knew they were doing something unjust to people. But they didn't care or have a desire to really go deeper into it. So let them take this lashing because they deserve this lashing. And that's my last part. Yeah. No, no, I mean, listen, uh, I I saw that. I watched that uh, portion. It was on YouTube. It was a bigger clip. And it was uh, it was for all the guys from inside stuff. And Kenny Kenny Smith was the only one who was like, "Listen, man, I was offended by it. He said this. He said that. He deserves what he got, basically." And uh, <laughs> Charles Barkley did say, "Like, man, we didn't get all the black players that didn't kneel." No, we didn't. I mean, but but you understand exactly. But you understand as a black man, and Shaq said this too. You know, say I was born black. I live black. I'm gonna die black. You have to understand they know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? It's and it, it always kind of push back and say, like, listen, it's not amongst it's not the pressure shouldn't be on black people to always try to fight and explain racism in America. Right? And it, it, it okay, yeah, they didn't kneel, but no one's gonna turn around and say, Hey black man, why didn't you kneel? You need to kneel because of the struggle. It's like I'm going through the struggle. I know what's going on. You know what I'm saying? Also, you want to interject. Yeah. But what about the owners who told their players they couldn't? Yeah. They couldn't. That's all right. I want to say. That's right, all I want right, to say. Right. So now they're thinking about their livelihoods, right? But uh, Charles, say on Charles Barkley real quick. He was on CNN today, and uh, I have a passage, a passage to what he was saying. Basically, uh, the title is, this is from Mediate.com. Charles Barkley calls for police reform on CNN, dunks on clowns in both parties, and dismisses defund the police agenda. Um, here's a little patch. He said, he said, the Democrats and the Republicans can't even talk about police reform. That's something that we have been talking about since Colin Kaepernick kneeled and these clowns in the Democratic Party and the Republican Party. That's the one, that's the number one thing they should do uh, before anything else, uh, Barkley argued. We need, we need cops. Most good cops do a fantastic job, but but instead of defunding and all this other stuff, let's do police reform. Every, everybody should be on board for that, whether you're a Democrat, Republican, conservative, or liberal. Uh, so, I mean, you know, Charles Barkley is going to say his piece, and people, and people with different, or different, different news organizations or outlets grab him because they know he's going to say something. We're but cool. I'm with you. It's no point of trying to come out. Let, let Drew Brees get his licks. Mm-hmm. People are going to come for him. You can see All you got to say is, Drew, you were wrong. You got to go through this. That's it. Is you? Is no need to try to. Yes, people make mistakes, and Drew Brees, from all accounts, 
seems to be a good guy. As Ryan said, you know what I'm saying, down there with Hurricane Katrina, he placed a lot of his own money out, of, money out of his pockets to try to make that city a lot better than what it was. But when you do something wrong and you step out and you were so defiant in what you said, just let the grown man take his licks and that's it. You don't still have got to his money. He, yeah, still, got his, still wealthy, ain't some poor. Right. Let, let that internally go within the team and then they'll fix it and they'll move on. One thing that um, when you talk about institutionalized racism and that uh, I've tried to really focus on and particularly with Dean Davis to flip. So make sure you check out the flip and the show mm-hmm. is to think about how conditioned you are, because people believe they're so intelligent that they're still not conditioned. And that's a really big problem. You are conditioned to think the way that you're supposed to think. Black people live in a white country. So we are conditioned to think about how white people think because we see through white people's lenses. As I've said, as far as a lot of how black people view black people, we, we view it through a white lens because we turn on the TV and that's not our TV, right? This isn't Pan-Africa television, right? right. This is, you're, you're viewing this through the lens of the people that control what's taking place. And we through that and being a, a, a loving people, and I'm going to say this, a decent amount of white people aren't loving people, that we try to understand. The question is why they don't have to try to understand us. Like, like that's the real, like, we, we, you're not holding them to, so we can understand what Drew Brees was going through, right? But at no point until he got drugged because the winds had changed did he try to understand what we were going through. And that's right. what being in the locker room yeah. with black players, majority of his life. I've loved Drew Brees since Purdue, mm-hmm. all right? Mm-hmm. That's being with being a guy from Texas going up to Indiana, all right, then going to San Diego before he ended up with the Saints in New right. Orleans, all right? Different locker rooms. And, and in that and in enjoying the success and failures in this, you still didn't take time to – and you knew black players, uh, grandparents, brothers, sisters, whatever, whatever, sir. I'm sure they, tried, they share stories. I'm sure they did. Try to, to try to understand, well, their parents served. Why do they actually feel like this? And went to, and I'll give Drew Brees props for going back at Trump. And like, again, I'm, I'm going to have, especially if he continues down the road that he's going, nothing but love for Drew Brees. Because actually the best thing about Drew Brees is that he did this. Because if somebody as big as Drew Brees didn't make this mistake and get accosted for making this mistake, there wouldn't be a lesson for other people to learn from. Right. 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 So it's what some people say, look at God. All right. Like if you, like, but if you're sitting there like, slow that dog, we ain't even a week into what he did. And you're not like, y'all just too hard on him. Like, stop, all right? There's more important things. And you also have to understand being a token, and I'm not saying this disrespectfully, but being a quote-unquote token black person. And the only reason I'm bringing this up is perhaps, you know, I know he failed. And I'm not saying that dispersing. I'm just telling you I know the history of uh, Charles Barkley and Mounds his last year. He had to come back. But even with that, a player that can go to Auburn, Charles Barkley has been loved by white people for a very long time in his life. And sometimes people conflate that with love for black people. You know, that's like when we saw Lil Wayne talking about uh, Ferguson and everything and being like, man, I ain't got nothing to do with that. You got to realize Lil Wayne's been 14 years old, loved on MTV. He didn't, he didn't live your life, all right? But the point that I'm trying to make those people have to understand they didn't live a regular black person's life. 
and have to also understand sometimes you need to chill out because your experience is not our experience. You've been beloved since you were at Auburn to when you made, so your your relationship with white people is not the same relationship as a natural, a regular black people here. And you know, you know that. So when you're caping for them to a certain degree, and I know you're trying to do right by people, but it's not, your intent isn't necessarily correct. It's, and it's not, and I have no pr- problem with pulling you to the side and saying that. And I, I I wish I actually could. And I know you're trying to do good, but that type of good is not necessarily needed, especially with people with enough power that they're gonna be all right, as D was just implying a second ago. Yeah. Uh for me, I would just I don't know. Like Drew Brees really stepped on it big time, deserves all the the lashings that he got. I don't like how people are like, I'm done with him forever. Because I agree with you, Ken. If he keeps walking down the path and is actually trying to change and is being an advocate for change, you got to have some forgiveness. I just yeah. I don't understand. Like, and this goes back to racism. This goes back to everything. Like, people just love to judge so much, and I just don't get that. Like, if you're religious at all, God takes that out of your hands. He's gonna judge you. You don't have yeah. to judge anybody. Yep. Just, just let That's people let it life. Taken care of. Yeah. If you don't believe in God, don't worry. Mm-hmm. You don't have to go ahead and hate anybody. You're going to die. They're going to die. And the world is going to keep on spinning because that's what you believe in too. So either way, like we just need to chill out and obviously attack people that are saying the wrong stuff, but give them an opportunity to change as well. And it, it should work for every side. We should always just be giving people the benefit of the doubt until they just say, until they throw it in your face, we aren't going to change. That's right. when you say, okay, done with you. Yeah real, yeah, real quick, I wanted to say this real quick because I had said this, D. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Char- with uh, Shaq, Shaq yeah. implied that he told the New Orleans Saints, Don't let the media divide you because yeah. they did that to me and Kobe. Mm-hmm. First of all, the only thing that you can say outside of them uh, being having a, a rivalry between two alpha males was what took place with Kobe's situation and talking about Shaq's situation and Shaq being married, right? Mm-hmm. That's totally different from what's going on, Shaq. Like that's that's not the same. It's apple and oranges. I totally agree yeah, with you. It's t- like you you you, you all made you all kind of because your friction with each other allowed the media to come in there. Right, D. Like that's not the same. So yeah. you stop, stop. All right, just relax. See, this is a problem sometimes, and people have to know. Sometimes take a step back. Sometimes tell people, you know what? I don't really want to talk right now because you may not know what you should say. But always trying to equate something, it, as D said, that's apple and oranges. You're talking exactly. about, a, you, first of all, you're talking about players may have had a problem with Drew Brees and gotten over it because they couldn't say something four years ago. Huh? All right. Know, know that. Yeah, we they don't couldn't. know what goes on inside. They couldn't. I mean, also, who were the prominent black players on the Saints four years ago? Because Michael Thomas wasn't prominent four years ago. He's probably a rookie or it was his second year. I was about to say I'm, Reggie Bush, but Reggie Bush was gone by the end. No, Reggie Bush was gone. And, you know, so, so you look Jimmy at Graham. Alvin Kamara. That was supposed to say Alvin Kamara. Uh, Jimmy Graham was gone. Jimmy Graham yeah. was in Seattle. He was in Seattle. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Right. So, I mean, you can look at Melvin Ingram. But, I'm just, but even they're not the quarterback in the South. All right? <laughs> So these players didn't even have the ability to say if they didn't believe in what he said, let alone that the tenor of the nation wouldn't even allow them to say it, all right? It's not the same as you and Kobe being bickering teammates. This is totally different. This is a player actually that we've seen that most people, uh, Malcolm Jenkins coming back to the Saints after leaving to go to the, to the Eagles and then coming back this offseason. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a player that they looked up to and they felt betrayed by. 
it's not the same as you and Kobe because y'all had it out from the jump street over right. just player stuff. So right. I get you trying to help, but that's not helping because you're not really addressing what's taking place. Also, too, I think I could be wrong, but I don't think I am. I think they're probably in the minority of the way, you know, saying people are feeling right now as it comes to Drew Brees. Yes, he stepped in it, as Ryan said. He's learning from it, as you said, Ken. And then we'll see what happens with his actions going out, uh, going, going forward, right? But the caping, as you said, I don't. I think Charles and uh, uh, Shaq are probably a minority. Yeah. Most people right now in this in this climate, it, at this particular time, because a lot of people are saying we ain't going back to normal. We ain't going back to the normal. The normal wasn't working for us. It might be working for you, but it wasn't working for us. And I'm going to be out front and I'm going to speak my mind. And I think a lot more people will probably, for the most part, agree with what we're saying compared to what Shaq and what Charles said. Not saying that they agreed with what Drew was saying. They both flat out said it plenty of times. What he did was wrong. It's more so kind of like, as we alluded, I mean, as we kind of like limited on here, it's kind of like, okay, you don't have to come around and save him. It ain't, it ain't cat to save him. You know what I'm saying? Let him be a grown man and take it and, and learn from it. That's it. Step away from it. But, you know, I mean, people going to give their opinion. We're giving our opinion. So, you know. As you just said, he's a grown man that made a foolish 40-year-old man. Right? A grown yeah. man, an insensitive comment. Mm-hmm. Right? And he was um, adamant about it. It wasn't like he just said it. Yeah. He was it's adamant what he believed. It, it's what he believes. You know, through all of this, he, Drew Brees had never taken any time to really process what Colin Kaepernick was doing. Mm-hmm. And Colin Kaepernick yeah. lost his job. job. Yeah. And he never thought it was just, let me just be honest. And I'm not dissing him. I think we should, I think we should forgive him because I don't <laughs> think he was a bad dude. But Life lesson, learning lessons. Yeah, that's the thing. He never believed that Colin Kaepernick was right because if he did, he wouldn't have said what he said. Mm-hmm. And you, so you don't need to come out here saying, don't be hard on him. He's taking it like, I wonder if he was in another city, how this would go. Let's say if Drew Brees was playing for Jacksonville. No, I think if it was in the South. If it was in the South. Well, no, Green Bay. Small town in the South, it was going to be the same thing. I'll tell you that much. Well, I, I, think, I, I, think I, I don't know town, because New because Orleans is a very Rogers, black city. Yeah, no, but it's still a, it's, but it's a no, Southern when city. You're talking, but when you're talking about the fans in the stands, who do you see? Really oh, yeah, that's a, that's a different yeah, thing. That's what I'm saying. But so, that's again, cost getting into the stadium. And again, even when you say it's a black city, going back to Katrina, it's not as black because they didn't, build, was, that's true. they didn't build those wards back. My, so my family was down looking, there doing Katrina, and they don't even hardly live in New Orleans. Yeah, you're not looking at who you think your quote-unquote constituency or fan base necessarily is. You know what I'm saying? But Aaron, and Aaron, Aaron Rodgers is an outlier. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers, it, this is one of those things yes. how I feel about like Frank Thomas. About like I don't think Frank Thomas took drugs because, I mean, steroids because he was a jerk. Mm-hmm. And like, just like, I ain't doing that. I'm too good. That's Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is that good type of jerk where it's like, I don't care what these Green Bay fans think. I'm going to mm-hmm. say what I'm going to say. You know what I'm saying? So I think small towns and down south, depending on how good that quarterback is, the quarterback does have some influence. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to say that. They can change people's perspectives or at least give them something else to think about uh, is what I want to say. But when you're coming from, you really have to think of, and I mean this in a positive way, the ignorance that Drew Brees was coming from. I wonder and that's how- not, and it's, it's not Drew Brees' ignorance. It's just been this uh, narrative that's been going on that one Trump used that these people are disrespecting the army. And Drew Brees 
as being, and this is people always say, well, sports, you're, you're around different people. It's one of the best that ways. That don't mean nothing. To come, right, because I believe, I've been in locker room. You go home, you yeah. go separate. Yeah. But it, he still was under the assumption of what Kaepernick was doing. There's no reason to cape. You can give him uh, 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 appreciation for the way he's going to change and how he's going to move forward, but you don't have to cape for him being an F up the last show for you. Now, it's, we got a few minutes uh, left for the show, but now I'm curious to see because he has stepped out. He has went against the president uh, who has been a spearhead of this division. Uh, division. Division. Yeah. Div- division. Thank you. Um, I'm kind of curious now to see the flip side of it. Okay, or is Drew Brees now going to get pushed back from that constituency, constituency or fan base that strongly believes you, you don't disrespect the flag, we don't care what Colin Kaepernick was talking about, he's this, he's that, he's an SOB. I'm curious to see how that flows. Because now he has Drew Brees, because of what he said, has put himself in a very awkward position. I think he's trying to be on the right side of history now from talking to people and, you know, the comments that he made. But I am curious to see um, how I that you he base. kneels, D. Ooh, you going to put money on that? Uh, um, it's a chance he's going to kneel. I really? Because I think if he understands what it is, he understands But you can disrespect. understand. Nate Boyer told Colin Kaepernick to do it. He's yeah. the one who gave him the idea. Nate Boyer, never never, just... but he had never kneeled, though. Yeah, Nate Boyer ain't going to kneel. I bet you, but I wonder if Nate Boyer would kneel now. I don't think so. I, I don't, I don't think so. I, I'll tell you this because what Colin Kaepernick was protesting resonates so much more now with how I think Nate George got it back Floyd, then. No, no, I'm not. I'm not saying that. But this was before a man died from Colin Ka- from a, a cop using, and I'm not saying he used it on purpose. Colin Kaepernick's protest. Like that's like you you like we said this back in the day. Someone kneeling is not disrespectful. That's how you right. get knighted. Yeah. All right. Someone that's, that's, how, you, that's how you yeah. propose. Yeah. All right. It's not a so for so someone compared to if you were this you didn't like someone sitting down during the I, okay, I can understand that. They kneel. They actually showed you respect, but still said something's not right. This union doesn't respect me. Mm-hmm. I'll stop there because we gotta go, D. All right. Hey, Dean Davis show. On Twitter and Instagram at Dem at Demons One at Thess Davis at Ryan Bukovsky. Uh We'd always appreciate it. Make sure you check out Dan Davis to flip. Um, I hope he. Well, no, I don't hope he didn't offend you. I hope we open your eyes up and you just listening. Just a little blunt. That's all. All we try to do is share, share love, and I just want the love back. Like that's really the thing. And but I'm not going to ask you for the love. If you're on that, you're just on that. Um, definitely uh, don't do anything crazy before you hear from us again. And Aaron, I love you. Keep hands to yourself.